Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Thursday, June 17th. Yes, sir. And we got a lot of soccer to talk about. Uh, football, yeah. as they... As they, as they call it over the pond. We should be calling it if we're, uh, if we're trying to be uh, accurate. No, but we got, a lot, so, we got a lot to talk about. So, Euro yeah, Championships, we, we obviously previewed last week. Those have been uh, non-stop since then. And honestly, it's been a pretty good tournament. I, I oh, yeah. If I remember correctly, I heard a stat. There's only been one scoreless game so far, so a lot of action. Yep. And only two draws. So, plenty of excitement going around. And and I guess I'll say right away, there really haven't been too many uh, upsets or surprises, but there is still plenty to talk about. We're just going to go through... Kind of I would say there have been upsets on paper, but none that we would look at it and be like, wow, what the heck? Yeah. Right? Like, rankings upsets because, like, one team is just ranked higher in the FIFA rankings, but nothing that we look at and we're just like, this is wild, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But still plenty to talk about, nonetheless. We're going to go through each yeah. of the games so far and just kind of give our takes on them, what we saw, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like from each team. So we'll start right off the top. Group A. First matchup of the tournament, Italy versus Turkey. Nil-nil going into halftime. Yeah. Uh, which One-nil at 60 minutes. May, maybe and then... maybe uh, alarming for Italians, but of course they put up three goals in the second half, came alive. I think that's to be expected in a lot of teams' first matches, right? Is is a little slower yeah. to the gates. Cobwebs out. Yeah, exactly, especially for international play, right? You know, because of COVID, yeah. you really haven't had a lot of international matches this last, I guess, 12-month calendar year. So you're still kind of getting used to playing with some of these. There's a lot of new faces on this Italy team, it's, too. It's, yeah, especially this Italy Especially team. up front. And one thing I will say, obviously, they put up three goals, and they beat, um, excuse me, they beat Switzerland yesterday 2-0. 3-0. No, 3-0. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they beat Switzerland yesterday 3-0 in their second match. I will say one thing I said in the preview is that you always know their defense is going to be solid because they have the same defense pretty much every year with Chiellini and Bonucci, and then obviously they have a great goalkeeper in Donnarumma. Their offense has actually been... They can attack. They, yeah. they, That's they what surprised some, me. They have some very effective uh, attackers. They're solid enough in the midfield, but I will say that's probably still their weakest point. But they, I mean, between uh, Immobile, Insigne, and... Um, Locatelli, I mean, they clearly can put up a ton of goals, and right now they have the most goals in the tournament. Uh, but Yeah, well, what I'm saying is that they got put in this group that was kind of a little bit soft, and they're not cruising. They're not like 1-0 and nope, then parking the bus their way to win. Like, they're going out and smacking these teams. Yeah, and they've all, I mean, they've, they've all but guaranteed themselves a spot in the round of 16, which is obviously... Like they don't a perfect themselves a group win. Well, yeah. that, I mean that's that's a perfect blueprint, right? Like just kind of take care of business. Take care of business. <laughs> the first two games, whatever happens, in the third game happens. But you're you're in, and 
they can probably they can pretty much already start looking at you know the round of 16 potential opponents yeah. exactly and and i will say another stat that i heard before that game obviously now that they won 3-0 against uh switzerland yesterday before that game nine straight wins without conceding a goal 875 minutes now, obviously, 10 straight games without conceding a I mean, goal. that is a wild stat, obviously. I mean, again, you never have <laughs> You to know they about, can play defense. Yeah, you never have to worry about Italy's defense because it's always extremely, extremely Elite, solid. Yeah. Um, and I would say that was my biggest question mark coming to this tournament. It's like, just, do they have enough offensive uh, Yeah, I mean, we talked about... But, but they are clearly... Clearly we, we, capable. we talked about kind of that tier of like, you're a big name team, but you haven't done something recently. Mm-hmm. What are you? And clearly there's something. like. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I mean, feel a lot differently about the Italy team now. Like, I'd, I'd put them a lot higher. Than five than days ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would put them a lot higher in terms of just like Con- Considering contender. performances from other big teams, mm. they're moving up. I mean. Absolutely. Really. Absolutely. Uh, staying in the group. Wales, yeah. Switzerland was the first matchup. Oh, that game was just so weird. I mean, Switzerland was favored, right? I think a lot of well, they tried to hand it. that game over, and and they had the lead one zero. They looked good, and then once they took the lead, they just completely, completely relaxed. And then Wales just stole one off a set piece, and then for the rest of that game, that that Swiss team just did not look good. And then they last night they played a. Uh, obviously the Italy team that we were just talking about, and they just got thoroughly, thoroughly whooped. And, again, you look at some of the people on that Swiss side, and it's like, you know, they have Jordan Shakiri, Granit Xhaka, they have a great goalie. They have solid enough players around the field that you're like, you shouldn't be getting kind of, I don't want to say clowned on, but you shouldn't get be getting beat this badly, right? You shouldn't be drawing yeah. to a whale side that you should be, and you shouldn't be getting blown out by, by Italy. But they don't look good. They do not. No, look good. and and I, I'd, I, I'd say their their kind of fate is sealed at this point. It'd be very hard for them to advance. Um, well, yeah, they they. I mean, they have to obviously win against Turkey, and, and then they have to hope they'd have to win by three or more goals. Yeah, or they have to hope that Italy slaps Wales even Five harder than they slap them. Yeah, exactly. But again, I just don't um, see that It's a difficult path. It's a difficult path. They do seem to have a decent shot to be one of those, like, best third-place teams, though, because yeah, they did get that point yeah. in the first game. <laughs> yeah. Right? We'll so it's like, oh, you can finish on four points and finish third, then maybe you got a chance. We'll see. But I'm, lo- um, I'm, I'm looking at some of the other groups, and I'm seeing third-place teams that I think will finish with a stronger... Resume. Finish with more than four points? Well, not necessarily. I mean... Because I feel like math-wise, if you have four points, you're pretty much set to be a third-place team. I guess. That's kind of unfortunate that that's the way that happens, because the Swiss team, I don't They shouldn't advance. No, they're they're bad. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Group B. So Belgium Belgium looks... a lot better, Great. I think, than we expected them to without De Bruyne. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, that's that's misleading because without De Bruyne, we still expected them to be very good. good. Yeah. But without De Bruyne, I mean, they still look very smooth, very, very coordinated. Um, and I saw them warming up. So who knows if there's, you know, down the road. Some kind of a some, thing. Yeah. Some, some aspect where they try and get him in for like 20 minutes. But that's neither here nor there. Belgium, they... But even with Hazard coming off the bench, right? I mean, he's not even starting. Yeah, and and that's a fitness issue, as we talked about in the preview. He just can't 
just can't run anymore. I mean, again, still effective. He still can... can For limited time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, I mean, a perfect scenario of him coming off the bench, especially in low-pressure like situations. Seven. He came on, I think it was 2 or 3 nothing at the point when he came on against Russia. But they beat Russia in Russia, and we talked about Russia playing at home is, in Russia. is next <laughs> level. Now, I will say, Russia does not look as sharp as they did in the World Cup. But they're still solid. Belgium beat them, beats them 3-0. And then earlier today, of course, they beat Denmark 1-0. Um, Belgium, I have no concerns about. They they, they will advance and win their first yeah. two games against the two hardest teams in that group. And again, like, like Italy, they're already just kind of looking so, at who they could play, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know who did came to play for this Belgium team, though? And he always comes to play in international tournaments. Mm. Lukaku. Yeah. My man showed up. <laughs> always. I, I still have nightmares of him destroying Team USA's hope at a World Cup quarterfinal <laughs> in uh, Brazil 2014. He scored like two goals in, in 10 minutes. And um, yeah, Lukaku came mm. to play. He always seems to come to play internationally, no matter how unfit he looks in his club football. <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. No, I, uh, listen, I, <laughs> he I'm can be 20 man. pounds overweight. He's still going to come and score two goals every game he plays for Belgium. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and then, of course, last week, the other game in that group was the uh, Finland-Denmark game. Obviously, everybody knows about what happened in that game. It was Christian Eriksen. Christian yeah. Eriksen went down with, um, I, I believe... The official diagnosis was yeah car- a cardiac arrest, uh, which is obviously terrible, and we don't need to go into too much detail about that. But when they announced yeah. that they were resuming that game, I think most people knew that Denmark what was, was going to happen. Well, I, yeah. I think most people were f- going to find it very hard to see Denmark winning that game. I mean, you lose your best player, and then obviously the emotional strain that it takes and mental strain that it takes on you. Uh, yeah. they clearly were not in that game. I mean, the 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 one goal that Finland scored was like an easy save by Schmeichel, one that he makes every time, all the time. And, and again, yeah. it was more of just like a a fumble off off his gloves went in. It's a shame because we talked about it. Denmark, we thought was going to be one of these uh, teams that you know is is as a dark horse contender just not talked about a ton, but have really good players and, and are uh, good all over the place. And, of course, they dropped that game to Finland in their first uh, major tournament. Uh, and then they lost earlier today to Belgium, as we just mentioned, 1-0. So I, I, they're, essentially, I mean, they're essentially eliminated. I would, be, I would be surprised to see them go for it. And it's a shame because, obviously, the individual side, Christian Eriksen, probably his career is over. Most um, likely, yes. Um, and... It's, I mean, it's unfortunate to have the first game of your tournament end and end in such a uh, just, just a tragic brutal, way. brutal fashion. Yeah, I, I don't even really want to go too much into the mm-hmm. soccer issue here. I mean, obviously, then Denmark went and had to play against Belgium. I mean, a good struggle, it, right? They put up a Two great one. fight to only go to only lose that game one nothing is is a lot to say missing your best player, right? Yeah, but uh. I think for them, it's this tournament is now less about this and more about oh, this stuff at this point. Absolutely. So, um, speaking, but we have to speak about the soccer of the rest of the group. Obviously, Russia managed to grab the win against Finland in mm-hmm. the next game. That puts them in a pretty good position because 
again, they're they're. I mean, Finland is going to get smoked goal differential wise by Belgium, um, so that makes Russia look like even if they if they don't get the win, even if they grab a point, they're pretty much guaranteed second position. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they lose to Denmark, which I don't see happening, but even if they do. As long as they keep the score down, they should be fine. Yeah, exactly. And even even still, we could see this group have a scenario because there are two... The second and third place teams both already have three points, right? This could be a scenario yeah. where we see one of those third place teams get in with those like at-large bids. If, you yeah, know, especially if the goal them. differential stays reasonable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, group C. Now, this is, this is a group that we have a lot to talk about because the Netherlands... Yeah. We, we had the best game right off the rip. Yeah, so we had... Uh, Netherlands, Ukraine, which was final 3-2. Netherlands looked great off the rip, went up 2-0. They looked, I thought they looked really pacey for, like, something we haven't seen from Netherlands since, you know, like the Robin days, right? Yeah. Um, they looked really pacey, and they, they, I don't know, they just seemed like they got up the field really quickly. And we talked about the defense is definitely solid, even without Van Dijk. And then they had like a 10-minute lapse where Ukraine had the free kick. Two goals, boom, boom. The free kick, and then the, the wonder goal uh, by Yarmolenko. And and all of a sudden, it was like, oh my god, Netherlands. Is this going to be a tie? <laughs> well, like, but no, well, also, is Ukraine going to take the lead? And then the Netherlands kind of yeah. calmed back down, and then they took the lead again late in that one to win 3-2. So we talked about, we thought Netherlands was another one of these dark horses because they missed the last tournament, there wasn't a ton of talk. Van Dyke's out, obviously. So, but they they look really good. Um, yeah. Even even though you can look at the score, say three two, it's like, well, they did concede two goals. Well, it's like that was a very concentrated lapse. Well, and that right? Yarmolenko shot was just ridiculous. Yeah, also, like that's like, not happening every day. Exactly. Right. I have to say though, Ukraine. I mean. Listen, they look good. There's no shame in only beating that team by one. I mean, Ukraine's oh, going to get second in this group. Yeah, Ukraine's yeah. easily coming out of this group in uh, in that second spot. Um, they beat Austria earlier today 2 No, no, no. They beat North... Netherlands beat Austria and Ukraine beat Macedonia. Yeah, sorry, yeah correct. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Netherlands beat Austria 2-0. Ukraine beat North Macedonia 2-0 as well. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. I think Austria, right now, based on form, I think Austria is maybe playing the worst in this group. North Macedonia put, put up an, an admirable fight against Austria. They lost 3-1, but if you watch that game, that score is so misleading. So misleading. It's very because, misleading. Because Austria scored late. Twice. And it was only because they put Arnautovic on, who's now suspended a match because he's a psychopath. Um, yeah. <laughs> they put... The, I mean, the, the Austrian coach, he put Alaba at center back to start, which... They looked so, so bad. They looked so, bad. so discombobulated. I've never seen so many intercepted passes, but the Austrian yeah. team, they just could not link anything together. Well, and then they finally, they moved Alaba up, and then they put Arnautovic on, and then they looked like a completely different team, and that's when they scored the goals. But North Macedonia played so hard, and they just yeah. pressed the whole game. And Pandev is obviously a stud. I mean, people yeah. forget how nasty Pandev is. That dude's won the Champions League. That he's guy's like a stud. like 80 years right? old, but he's still got it. Yeah. Like, back in the day, that dude was an animal, right? I mean, he was a super sub for, like, those ridiculous Inter Milan teams a few mm-hmm. years ago when they had... Uh, who was the guy who always wore the headpiece? Anyways, the guy from Argentina. Um, anyways, about Austria and this thing with Alaba, right? And I think this is the theory when we go to talk about Poland next. When you have a player 
who's just so above and beyond in class, the rest of your team, like Austria has with Alaba, obviously, who's just a world-class player. You can't, as much as you want to, you can't always put him at the position that they play with their club. Like, yes, I know Alaba plays center back with Bayern Munich, or and he will play center back at Real Madrid next year when he goes there. Mm. But that's because those teams have center mids who are world-class center midfielders. Austria does not have that. So if the, if he can play even a lick of center defensive mid, you have to put him at center yeah. defensive mid because his center defensive mid skills are still probably better than your yeah, other actual like, midfielders. He's, 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 I mean, he athletically, obviously, you know, he can play the position, right? He, yes. he's a great passer. He's got good ball control, right? But good ball skills, yeah. even though he's quote unquote. He's, he's better. He's, yeah, he's got better ball skills than your other actual mids. Yeah, he's like, your best player far and away. You can afford to play him at that CDM position, and and w- when he's not there, they do look. Like noticeably worse. They look bad. And yeah. the thing is, they could be one of these teams that comes out, and I just when it's, it's just like an easy smacking for whichever team gets them in the next round. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I guess so. I mean, if you're a team playing in the next round, you are kind of looking at your chops, but they they really don't look good. They don't. Yeah. Um, group D. Now this is an interesting group because the goal differential is super narrow here. Yeah. And we talk so England, we agreed was probably the top dog in this group when it's all said and done. Because Croatia aged out a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and England beat them in the head to head, which is their I think next closest competitor. It was a one nil, yes. so Croatia's not out of it with the goal differential, even though they lost. Oh no, and they're gonna win these next two games. Yes, I mean on paper, yes. But Croatia, I will say, we talked about the aging. They look noticeably noticeably yeah yeah i mean i mean yes they still are technically so so elite right but they yeah athletic i mean they they're they're missing missing that pace well they're missing manzukic too like they don't have a target man like they they had in that world cup and even just for the last couple of years they're missing him immensely um and the thing is like england and the lack of ivan rakitic too is really hurting yeah another steady presence in the midfield for sure but the thing is that England in that game, they played decent, but they did not play as well as they could have, right? It was another no. one of these games where they were clearly shaking the cobwebs off a little bit. Yeah. Um, Calvin Phillips for England, by the way, he oh yeah, was he played fantastic. big for them. He was fantastic. Raheem Sterling was like a questionable start, and obviously he made the the you know uh, Southgate look like a genius, uh, scoring that one goal, but. That's the thing with England. They just have so many interchangeable young players that are ex- just great athletes that I just feel like they they have a good formula, right? Because even if they're not playing at their best, they can just, in terms of like raw talent, just kind of make stuff happen. And that's what they did in that game because they didn't really have a lot of chances. Um, and that that goal was kind of at a lull. They, they weren't playing well right up until that, to, to that goal. But England... I think are sitting fine, but the game I want to talk about the Czech Republic game. Shit. Oh yeah, my brother was goals. so happy about this. Well, my Czech, brother was Czech, so happy about this. Czech, they beat Scotland 2-0, and honestly, Scotland dominated the game. They had like, I want to say like double the number of shots, and they had like 20 or 30 percent more possession than Czech Republic. But Czech Republic got. One was off a set piece, I believe, right? Schick scored off a set yeah, piece. And then, yeah. obviously, Schick scored from, like, midfield, <laughs> which was all over the internet. Yeah, um, He's a really underrated player, honestly. Yeah, for sure. 
Because he plays in the Bundesliga for not Bayern Munich or Dortmund, so nobody knows who this guy is. And before that, he played at Roma, which is, again, not a team that's really competing at the highest level in Europe. Yeah. And he's a stud. I mean, he's really good. It's just that kind of... This is... We talk about every year there's that one or two guys who use this as their coming out party, and hey, I mean, early dropping two in your first early game. Early like, <laughs> is, is, yeah. Shick. But here's the thing. The way Czech Republic played in the first game, do I think that they finish one and two in that? One or two in that? It's more likely that they finish two because um, they still have to play the two hardest teams in that group. Yeah, I mean, they're not. But because they won that first game 2-0, they do set themselves up nicely goal differential wise to potentially have I mean, a shot right if they if they just park the bus hard and tie croatia they can finish second oh absolutely and i mean we see that's their strategy right i mean there's some teams here that's that, like and, and people use the term so derogatorily but it's like hey listen not everybody can be spain and keep the ball 80 percent of right? the time right if you're not there's, that there's nothing wrong with playing off counter attacks and set are, pieces and if, defending well if you are a team like this and you know that your first game is against the weakest the other weakest team in that group right and you win that game 2 nothing. that's the first thought that comes across my mind. It's like, listen, park the bus the next game, get a draw, and you've... You, and you've, you've you set yourself up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Unless madness happens, you've, you're pretty much guaranteed to finish second, In the top three. Right? Like, like, yeah. There's no shame in that, especially for some of these smaller teams with maybe lesser lesser known players. There's there's nothing wrong with that in my book. That's I mean yeah. that's that's just good strategy. I mean, hey, France beat Germany parking the bus and playing off counterattacks, so you know, it works for the best teams in the world. Like mm-hmm. there's no shame in doing it. And people people who deride it, it's like, listen, not everybody's Spain. There's one Spain in the world, right? Like not everybody keeps possession sixty percent of the time and completes a thousand passes. Like that's just not how it works. As beautiful as it is to watch. Uh, speaking group e, of, we've got a lot to talk about in group Spain. E because... Speaking of Spain, we just talked about not everybody can play like Spain, and it clearly doesn't work because they almost got beat by a team that parks the bus Spain-y. for ninety minutes and plays on counter shots. Spain can't even play like Spain. Yeah, but it can't finish either. Let's 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 separate this. Spain played like Spain in the first half, right? They looked great, and the thing is, we we talked about this in the preview. Their team is extremely young. A lot of new faces. Almost the entire team is new, right? With the exception of like Morata, Busquets who didn't play, Thiago, and like Jordi Alba, right? Like for the majority of their team, very, very young, inexperienced internationally. They played great in the first half. Second half, they held possession like. 90% 90% to 10%, but it wasn't good possession. They looked out of sorts. No. Their passing wasn't Just great. Weird passes like that, that went out of bounds and stuff like that. It was very odd. But Sweden had already committed to, like, we're just going to put 10 guys yeah, on our side of the field and just, yeah, hope we can play off counterattacks. And the thing is, Sweden had a couple chances in that game. Oh, yeah. Somebody missed a by, sitter. Well, Isak diced up three defenders in like a four-foot Put it on a plate square, for his guy. Put it on a plate for his guy, and, and he just, I mean, skied it, it over the net. <laughs> yeah. but, um, Sweden had a couple chances, and they were all <clears throat> directly because mm-hmm. uh, of Alexander Isak, who's disgusting. Uh, another one of these players that I think is going to have like kind of a coming out. A pop-off tournament. tournament, yeah. Um, but we, we talk about setting yourself up. Now Spain is under some real pressure because yeah. now they have to win 
to guarantee them winning the group. And if you're Spain and you're thinking, hey, we want to make it last eight, last four, you have to win the group. Otherwise, you're playing a nasty team in the second round instead of playing, you know, Austria or something. If they want to win the group, though, they have to score goals. They have to win. Yeah. We saw they don't they can't. really have that ability because Morata stinks. Yeah, I, he can't. I, he can't. Like, Every time I see him, he's just missing wide open shots, and he had like two or three in that game. That the were, like, Timo really Werner of Spain. The like they had, he had really bad misses where it's like that's an open shot. You have time, and you just like hit it just wide left three feet. It's, it's uh, yeah. he he really, and this happened in the last uh, international tournament he played. I think it was the World Cup, where he just like really did not live up to expectations at all. Yeah, and um. The most dangerous guy in that attack is Ferran Torres, but when they keep sticking him out wide and all he's doing is crossing, well, and, like, and even not... Jordi Alba, even though he's you know aging a little bit, like he still makes elite runs past the defense, right? Yeah. And he did he's that still late. so fast. He did that late in that game, but it was just like, where was that earlier in the game? Well, the best chance came in the last ten minutes, but exactly. the Swedish keeper made a really really good save off that like flick header. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Gerard. Was it Gerard who had that I flick header at the exactly end? You, but yeah, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. But. Yeah, Sweden just again they parked the bus. They knew their strategy and they executed. Hey man, they're playing Poland next. Listen, listen. Most people assumed that they would lose that game, not necessarily like one nothing maybe, but they steal a point out of it. No, they're set up so well. And now they play. I mean, the rest of the teams in that group are looking very beatable. Well, and we talked about the importance of going of going like one one and one as opposed to one zero oh, and two, especially with this whole like best third place teams yes. get in. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think Sweden can win yeah. at least one of their next two games. At least right? one. And and if you're going one one and one, if you're going one one and one, at at worst, and maybe like two zero oh, and one. Right in instead. Well, I mean, this, this group's goal differentials is even narrower than so the last. Tight. Because, yeah, it's so Slovakia tight. Because Slovakia won by one goal. They're the only team with a positive goal differential. Well, the only team with points, except like they're the only team with three points. Well, I know, right? I know. I'm just saying. Because yeah, and and goal differential. Because because you, yeah. you tied. Uh, what's it called? Nil uh, nil nil. With, yeah. With, so you don't even have a goal scored. You don't even have a second tiebreaker at this point. But um, the one thing I will say. Moving on to the next matchup in that in that group. Oh, the biggest frauds in the tournament? Yeah, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about. Oh this, yeah, <laughs> uh, you were proved oh so correct uh, yeah. about Poland, and they just can could not get out of their own way. So obviously the own goal in like the opening twenty minutes, the goal off off Chesney, down one zero. That's obviously not ideal. You're coming from behind. Yeah. Then uh, Krakowiak, your second. Arguably your second best player on that team, right behind Lewandowski. Gets ejected in the 60th minute. Gets a minute. red card, and then like not even eight minutes later, Slovakia scores again. So y- you gave them a free goal, and then you... Well, I want to talk about that own goal. I think the fact that it was ruled an own goal is a robbery, because the dude who took that shot that deflected off of Chesney and went in, he like nutmegged two guys on that run. And just went down to the corner and just from no angle just beamed it like post yeah, and then off is. of Chesney's head and then in. It was stupid goal. It it's is, like uh, unlucky for him. It's like if you're getting, I mean, no offense to the Slovakian players, right? But if, if you're getting diced up two, three guys at a time by Slovakian players, like what do you think is going to happen when you play Spain? How many times is Murata going to miss? Eventually he's going to hit one, mm-hmm. right? Like if, mm-hmm. and, and and you're going to score, a, have a much harder time scoring. And we talked about this with Alaba, and now we have the reverse problem. When your best player is a target man, right? Yeah. Because Robert Lewandowski is kind of 
this reminds me, this Poland team reminds me of those old Zlatan Ibrahimovic Sweden teams where it's, yeah. they're not the kind of forwards who can kind of dip back into the midfield, like take the ball, like carry it forward and kind no, of create. Target. Like they're not, they're finishers, right? They're finishers exclusively. They're very good at it, right? But they're not, like even Harry Kane can be like a setup man. Robert Lewandowski cannot be a setup man. Like he's a finisher. And if you have nobody to supply him the ball, like that's it. Mm-hmm. Think about this. The entire Bundesliga couldn't stop this guy all season, right? Yeah. And he goes to the national team, and he's held scoreless for, like, the first time in a year or something like that, right? And, and it's, it's like, you know why? Because you cut off his supply. He's not the kind of guy who's going to dribble it on the especially wing and score. Especially when you take, take away Kukawiak, who's Yeah, especially when you take out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, don't get a straight red in the 60th minute. Like, in that the helps, the first too. game of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now they're going to be without him for the next Against game. Like you're going to get the worst team in that yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, come on, man. They're going to play Spain without one of their best midfielders. They're going to get smoked. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a extreme uphill battle for Poland. Uh, again, hey, man, I, just I, like it was at the World Cup. <laughs> um, I'm loving this, man. My, I, I literally called this to a T. I'm so happy about this. Yeah, it could not have worked out better for you in this. Yeah. Uh, in this scenario. Um, and then lastly, the mega group, group yeah, the F. group of death. Um, this is this is where we we are thankful be- for that like at large third place because, yeah <laughs> because we need the f- 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 three teams in this group to advance right. Yeah. We need Portugal. You want to do the first. less exciting game first, the yeah, Hungary Portugal so one. So Portugal yeah. Hungary Portugal wins three nothing again. Score kind of misleading because Hungary was they were playing at home first of all in front of a maximum yeah. capacity crowd in Budapest. And they were yeah. kind of giving it to giving it to Portugal, right? Like they were playing like a little like Macedonia was, just very, very high, high press, high energy, a lot of um, like kind of trying to get a steal and yeah, then exactly. just turn like, into a counter, closing right? down yeah. really quickly, playing really physical defense, et cetera, et cetera. Portugal didn't really have a flow, and then they Portugal scored their first goal in like the eighty first, eighty fourth minute, eighty fourth. Yeah. It was late, 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 and then you could tell in the that penalty. Just, well, Hungary scored. That's the thing. Then they got it called back, if I'm not mistaken. And then Portugal scored like a minute after, and that just took the wind out of their sails. Um, and then, of course, Ronaldo takes the penalty, makes it. They go up 2 nothing, and then Ronaldo gets the last goal, which they they reviewed it. And, all the, and the announcers were like, that looks like offsides to me. It's probably coming back. They kept it, and it did look like it was offsides. But nonetheless, they win 3 nothing. Um, the thing is... Ronaldo had two goals, but he played awful. He he was not for his good. own standards. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean he missed sitters in the first half, like wide open sitters, um, and he really just was not super effective until that. that yeah, last, I don't like, love this lineup minutes. with him playing as a striker. I'm not. I'm no, not big into that. He's a winner. Yeah, I'm not big into that. I understand they don't really have somebody else to put up there, but I mean, figure I it out. Say, I'm not. I'm not into that. Renato Sanchez. Yeah, he's a stud. He had a dribble leading to one of those late goals where he took on, like, seven of the defenders for Hungary, and he just, like, a tank just barreled through all of them. Like, it wasn't even like he was doing a ton of moves. The forgotten man of of Bayern Munich. I'm just going to kind of bump you out of the way and keep the ball. It was 
It's fun. To yeah, watch. he's 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 very underrated because he kind of flopped at Bayern Munich. People forgot about yeah, him, and then I remember the they realized Euro. that he won league uh with Lille. So it's like he's not bad. Because I remember the last Euro, that was his like coming out party where everyone's like, "This is the yeah, guy." And then Bayern signed him. Insane. Yeah, and then he kind of went under the radar, didn't do a whole lot, but obviously he's still very very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. And then of course. Speaking of Germany, I watched this game the live. Huge, the, the big game. Uh, I yeah. would say you guys pretty much listen. Given the circumstances, this is probably best case scenario, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you were. I don't think it was likely that they would win. But the fact that they only lost one nothing puts them in a in a good enough no, position and, going forward that you they know what still win the next two games and you know only one one nothing. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Germany had more shots and more possession in that game, but still, it's those French counters are so lethal. Well, yeah, right. Their speed is just. We we talk about France the way they're gonna play, right? And people expect because they're a World Cup champion and because they're you know one of the top ranked teams in the world currently that they're gonna go out and they're gonna play open game. Like that's not what they're gonna do. They have a very very destructive physical midfield with Kanté and Pogba. They're trying to take the ball off of people, trying to establish a physical presence, and then they have speed on the outside, and they're just trying to get down the field. Exactly. They had 38% possession, and they still won the game. Yeah, and they had, like, 250 less passes. Yeah. It's it's just the way that they're going to play, and yes, okay, it's an unlucky own goal from Hummels, right? That's just, you know, it happens. Obviously, if it didn't go in off of him, there was a guy behind him that would have slotted it. It's not really Hummels' fault. Um, And I do think... Germany beats Portugal. I was actually very happy with the way Germany played. They played actually really well. That's what I'm saying. I, like, you can't I'm moving Germany up. I'm, I think both these teams are making it to like the semifinals this tournament. Obviously. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I, I Germany looked way better than I thought they would. Here's the thing. The way, it's, I, the way I see this working out is like, obviously, I think France wins out now that they beat yep. Germany. The way Portugal yep. looked in the first game, they look, still look a little rusty. I think Germany wins the other two and I then think, Portugal. Yeah. I think Germany wins the Portugal game like 2-1. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you, it, it's just hard to see Portugal getting shut out because they have Ronaldo. Yeah. But the, I just think they will stay in a game, and I think it'll end up being like France wins all their games, and then Germany and Portugal each have like three or four points. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it might be nine six three zero. So like, yeah. France finishes on nine, Germany finishes on six, Portugal finishes on three, yeah, Hungary on zero, and that Portugal three zero is going to be really important for that exactly. at large bid because their goal differential is going to be great. And you mentioned this to me last night, like just very very briefly. That that's part of the reason why we both think Portugal like ran at the score there in the end there is because they know that yeah they got a tough that goal differential is needed. They still have to yeah. play Germany and France, who so, looked really good. Exactly. Um. So that'll be huge, but I, I don't really have in any doubts that that one of that that third place team will move on to the next round, right? Like in other no. in other. And this this is one of those third place teams you don't want to touch oh, because this is because you might be Portugal in Euro twenty sixteen. I mean, yeah, you you might be a group winner. You're thinking like, oh yeah, buddy, we got a third place team from some group. Like we're gonna be vibing here, and then all of a sudden it's Portugal, and you're like, oh come on, bro. Yeah, no, no, that's not. The matchup you want if you're going to the next no. round, and that's why teams like Italy, right? You got to take care of business so that you can avoid that at all costs. Yeah, it's like you're trying to get a different third place matchup. You're not trying to get. You're yeah. not trying to get. You're Portugal. trying to get Austria or Switzerland. Yeah. 
Yeah, we talked about moving up, moving down. I think I'm ready to, in that top tier with France, even though they won the head-to-head, I think I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready to put Italy in the top tier. I'm ready to put Belgium in that top tier and Germany. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Tier below that's like England, Netherlands, Portugal. Portugal. Um, Italy. I'm putting Italy there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And then after that... I don't know if Spain is still in that tier. I don't know if we're allowed to put Spain in that tier. Spain slightly lower. Yeah. they'd They'd be like the last person yeah. in that tier if, that, if we're, if we're yeah. and i and croatia's not in that tier i, I watch no. them play I don't, they're not in that tier no i would agree what 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 I'd upcoming games are you are you are you hyped for besides obviously the portugal germany we know that's going to be sick schedule. give me one second let's look yeah. ahead um we got slovakia sweden croatia czech republic i'm low-key hyped for that croatia czech republic game dude that'll be good i'm because that's going to determine who finishes second in that group here's the thing I'm actually kind of pumped for. I mean, I'm pumped for the France France Portugal game, obviously. That's way later, yeah. That's I know. That's that's in a while. Um, <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. Why is my schedule not showing me everything? It's not cool. I mean, did you want to watch Ukraine Austria on Monday? <laughs> I mean, I am intrigued by that game, right? Because yeah. like we Ukraine, I think I, I moved want Ukraine up a little to smack bit them so bad. In terms of like my overall, yeah, like assessment of them, I, I think they're better than we even gave them credit for, and yes. Austria is worse. Yes. So I mean, that'll be an interesting game for sure. Even like. I know it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot anymore because Denmark looks to be out of it, but the Denmark-Russia game could still be yeah. interesting. No, because if Denmark wins, they can still get in. That's yeah, the well, they wild can, thing. They can kind of play spoiler a little bit too, right? Like if they yeah. win 2-0, yeah. then you know, Russia's goal differential is bad, and, yeah. and Denmark's is still pretty good. I mean, their goal differential, despite losing two games, is still just zero goals to minus two. Minus two. Right, yeah, whereas Russia's two. is also minus two. So if, if Denmark can win that one or two nothing all of a sudden Denmark leapfrogs them but like that's crazy to me yeah actually you know what I'm really excited for that game <laughs> yeah that game's gonna be wild now also you kind of hope that Denmark just comes out and plays yeah, with like listen, the I, fire of the damned right I, you're like hey we're going home like let's just yeah all guns let's go out them. and just play wild yeah no I, I I uh I mean listen I'm watching all these games I'm not there's not one I'm not looking forward to oh yeah but um, let's see. Just under a week, then I guess until around sixteen. No, no, no. Sorry, oh, dude. More I love more. knockout soccer more than anything because it's, teams it's just play same. psycho. Well, it's also like it's the same reason we love March Madness, right? March Madness. Because it's just like yeah. it's a ton of games in a short period of time. Anything can happen on any given day, and it's just like it's fun. It is fun to watch. It's great content. Yeah. Creighton made it farther than I wanted them to in March Creighton Madness, so hopefully Poland. Poland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. What's that one team that I always love and then always disappoints me? That's great. I always have one of those. No, Creighton is the team that I loved once and never loved again. <laughs> and will forever hate. <laughs> no, I think it's I think I think the team that I I love and is gonna disappoint me because they're gonna not play at the same level that they played before is gonna be Ukraine, but I'm hoping that's not true. <laughs> I want them to keep that up. We'll, well see. We'll see in a week's time when we come and yeah. do our round of sixteen preview uh, slash group stage wrap up. 
we'll see how we we did with yeah. our with our predictions. So uh, that's it for the football chat. We'll see you next time. Yeah.